Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Uh, we're just going to have a little bit of uh, Q&A here with uh, some of our Gateway kids. And so uh, why don't you just come? Why don't you just come and have a, come and have a seat with me? I have to really take it easy uh, when it comes to sitting down right now because I've done something to my left knee but it's being healed in Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, it was a rather a rough landing. So it's really good to have you guys. Hello. How are you? Good. That's good. And what's your name? Levi. Levi. And your parents are? Chad, Chad and Hannah. <laughs> this is awesome. I love it. Hey, go on, guys. Why don't you just come a little bit closer? Uh, hello. Oh, Yes. My little buddy, how you doing? I spoke to, and why don't you tell everyone your name? Patrick. Patrick. And your dad's name is? Steve. Steve. Good to see you, Steve. And what we're going to do is just have a little bit of Q&A around Christmas. And uh, so we've got some questions here. And let's just get these up. Okay. So who would like to uh, answer the question, why do we celebrate Christmas because it's Jesus birthday yes why do we celebrate Christmas because it's Jesus birthday yes should I ask again no good answers good answers who can tell me where Jesus was born in a stable does anyone else have another answer? <laughs> yes. In Bethlehem. Aha, yes, in Bethlehem. Fantastic. Very good. Good answers. How did the wise men find Jesus? Uh, with a star. They followed a star. And, and tell everyone your name. Ethan. Ethan. And who are your parents? Tony and Christy. Wow, wow, wow. Now, we had uh, a video come in from uh, the Gleason family. Uh, they're actually in, they're away this weekend, um, but they submitted a video. Um, and so Bonnie and uh, Emily submitted a video. And Bonnie's answer to the question, how did the wise man find Jesus? Bonnie said that they smelled him. It's extraordinary, isn't it, that they smelled him. I guess he had that new baby smell. You know that new baby smell? Anyway, we're going to play that video on Christmas Eve because it was just fantastic. Good answers, guys. Good answers. What's a gift? What's a gift Jesus would love to receive from you? I'm going to ask these two little cherubs at the front. Jesus love us. What's a, what's a gift that you think that Jesus would love to receive from us? Our heart. Does anyone have a, put your hand up if you have a favorite Christmas carol. Yes? What? <laughs> put your hand up if you want to share with us what, wow. Your, your kids are so smart, they don't even know the rest of the question and I'm there. Um, I love that. Um, who, put your hand up if 
you'd like to share with us what you're thankful for. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my parents. Thankful for her parents. What are you thankful for? God. God, yes. What, what about you three boys? Why don't you share just one thing that you're thankful for? Family and just life in general. Jesus' mercy. Somewhere to live. Wow. Wow. How cool. So cool. What are you guys thankful for? Having food to eat. Um, that God chose me to be on earth. Amen. That's wonderful. Thank you that my family loved me. Wow. Can we give all these kids a great big hand? What we're going to do, we're going to pray. Let's pray. And what we're going to do, we here on the platform are going to pray for everybody uh, out there. Uh, who are here in the room and online. So, um, Levi, would, would you please help me pray? I reckon you've got this, man. So you hold the mic. Dear Father in heaven, I thank you. I thank you. For my spiritual family. For my spiritual family. On site and online. On site and online. I pray. I pray. That they would all know. That they would all know. True meaning of the season. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is my loving Lord. Is my loving Lord. My Savior. My Savior. My friend. My friend. My healer. My healer. And my soon coming king. And my soon coming king. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you. I thank you. Amen. 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 Woohoo! Big Christmas. Well, good morning, church. Here we are, can you believe it, on the final Sunday before Christmas. It's unbelievable. We've made it through 2021 by God's grace, and I'm so thankful for each of you and for your faithfulness, for your giving, for your generosity, and your perseverance in the faith. So today I'm continuing the series on Be Christmas. So it seems fitting, I think, since we are in church and it is close to Christmas, that we have a look at the Christmas story, the account of the birth of Jesus, reading from Luke chapter 12 from verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. So Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the city of David, which is called, as Josiah rightly said, Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. Now that's not a small matter. He was of the lineage of David. So he went to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was while that they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night, which I just heard recently, shepherds were girls as well was not uncommon for girls to be out there looking after the flocks and they were often teenagers 
And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I will bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is a born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Peace and goodwill. My message today is be the peace. Be peace. It reads so beautifully, doesn't it? Peace on earth and goodwill. And who doesn't love that Christmas carol, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Isaiah 9, 6 foretold the birth of Jesus. It also said, this is in the Old Testament, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so our Saviour is born, and yes, giving birth is a truly wonderful experience. I've actually, even though I only have two daughters, I've given birth five times. And can I, it's a wonderful experience, but can I ask you, you know when I'm preaching, we're always going to get real. We're going to have fun and we're going to get real. So can I ask, who's ever actually witnessed a birth? Actually been in the room, in the room, in a birth. Guys, all the men in the room, I guarantee no man has ever chosen to be at any other birth except the birth of his own children. It's not something you would choose to be in, is that true? Unless it was your own wife and your own baby being born. I mean, here in Luke, we're definitely reading the Insta version. The Instagram version, all is holy, silent night. It's definitely got to be the Instagram version that we read in the Bible. I am sure. Because let's be real, births are messy, births are noisy, uh, there's no complete silent night happening in the third stage of labour, girls, is there? I think not. The baby comes out crying and screaming. And how does this relate to you, church? Come Christmas Day, you know, you're with your extended family for Christmas lunch because it's Christmas Day and that's what you do. You've heard the Christmas story read in our Christmas Eve service. And you determine it's going to be such a peaceful Christmas this year. And by Christmas lunch, you're no longer singing along to Silent Night. You've lost it somewhere between Christmas Eve and Christmas lunch. And I'm just going to show a short little video. Thank you. For many people, the holidays are a time of family bliss, laughter and celebration. For others, it could feel more like a Saturday Night Live skit starring Will Ferrell. I love that. (laughs) Anyone relate? Point number one of my message, life is messy and be curious about your triggers. That's point number one. There's a great uh, quote by Ram Dass, a spiritual teacher, who says, if you think you are truly enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Then you'll really see how spiritual you are. 
Isn't it true? We can think we've done so much work and spiritually in our lives and we can feel so close to God one moment and then our family can trigger us or a situation or a circumstance can trigger us and we wonder, did we really do any work at all? Has anything really transformed in our heart? But you know, I want to encourage you today that our family or whatever can trigger us because we have the most history with them. That's why sometimes when we're with them, we can be rocking in the corner like a baby, crying, Mama. (laughs) We can want to have a safe word or we can completely overreact. Now, here's why, maybe. You can only be triggered when there's an unhealed wound in your heart. If I don't have any wounds in my heart, then I won't have any triggers. And when we become aware that we become triggered by something, it can actually be a blessing in disguise. It can be an opportunity for us to look and be curious about why something bothers us and what is bothering us and why is it bothering us. When we question why certain things bother us, we can begin to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal, to heal, and to help us to let go a little bit more of our past. We can actually take the invitation of the trigger to move right towards healing and forgiveness, forgiveness that is needed. You know, triggers can be your best friend if you allow them to be. Just by having this awareness, we can actually diffuse a lot of angst and a lot of anxiety and really relax into being free of others' expectations, free of their opinion and free of their criticism. And remember as well, church, this is, I'm speaking this to myself first, believe me, the Holy Spirit convicts me first. It works both ways too. Perhaps your family is, is also reacting because you trigger them in some way. Some, maybe you've hurt them in some way that you're unaware of. And so some little tips before I move on in my message to help you in those situations can be the power of the pause. Take a deep breath before responding or instead of responding. Take a break, go to the loo, step outside or leave early without guilt. You know, it's okay to respect your boundaries. It's okay to have boundaries, especially if someone is being unkind to you. And look, I know I'm having fun. That was a funny clip about family today. And obviously not all our families are like that. But this can apply to any area of our life, our work environment or wherever we find life's challenges or people that are challenging. The Bible says God wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Now, what does that actually mean? It doesn't mean we have permission to bully or control other people. However, it does mean that we can have peace and joy in our circumstances. We can be above our circumstances because of Christ in us. Involve him. Invite him. Invite the Holy Spirit to go to work in you and on you and through you. You know, God has been speaking to me personally a lot about this in my life. He said, Trina, your responses are your responsibility. 
How you handle anything and everything is up to you, is up to you. You are not subject, and I'm speaking it to you, church. We are not subject to what's happening around us. That's a sealer moment right there, I believe. We're not subject by what's happening around us. Point number two is be and bring the peace. You see, Jesus, Prince of Peace, contrary to the doctrine of miscongeniality and every beauty pageant in the world, did not come to bring world peace. Jesus actually came to bring peace, inner peace to the individual. We have peace with God through salvation in Christ. So many people say, why isn't God... You've probably heard a lot of people saying this at the moment and over the last couple of years. Why isn't God bringing peace into our world today? Look at everything that's going on. But we're missing the point if we have that philosophy because the point is he already has. He sent Jesus. God has already sent peace into the world when Jesus came. God isn't going to magically zap the world with peace. But what he does do is he brings his peace, as I said, to us as individuals. And we are supposed to be that peace, to rest in that peace, to know that peace and to bring it wherever we go. And we know that we have peace with God through salvation. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you don't know that peace, you can know it today before you leave. So in the midst of the chaos and the mess that I talked about earlier in that first uh, scene of reading about the birth of Christ and in the chaos and the mess of our lives and every circumstance, we can be that peace this Christmas. We can bring God's peace wherever we go because we bring the Prince of Peace with us, inside us. Can I encourage you, church, to set your intention, to be really deliberate and mindful about walking in the peace of God and imparting it wherever you go. In fact, the Bible talks about, in Ephesians 6.15, having our feet shod with the gospel of peace. What does that mean? It's talking about wearing shoes of peace every day. And we've talked about some carols this morning already. Pastor Jason was talking about favourite carols. And we all know that famous carol, O come all ye faithful. But let me tell you, the faithful are a motley crew, aren't we? We're a motley crew. It should say, oh, come all ye broken, or come all ye stressed out, with, or come all ye with issues, <laughs> or come all you ordinary people. That's us, isn't it? But we might be ordinary, but we love God. And my point number three is God's power is revealed in the ordinary. You see, everything about the town of Bethlehem Church was ordinary. Where our Saviour was born, it was a little hick town. It looked very ordinary. The stable looked ordinary. And I wonder what Mary was actually thinking. You know, she was told by an angel that she was going to conceive the Saviour of the world. And I can imagine she might have thought, am I truly giving birth to the Saviour of the world? Because if I was, would I be giving birth in a stable? Not even, I'm not even in my own hometown. I don't even have my own family around me. I'm not even in a five-star inn. I'm not even in a three-star inn rating on travelguide.com, Bethlehem, best places to stay. 
And yet here in the midst of all this messy, ordinary looking, uncomfortable surroundings, Christ the Saviour was born. And here we find and see the amazing heart of God the Father towards us to show us how relatable he is to us, that he would be born in a humble stable when he was the Messiah. You know, in our ordinary, messy, sometimes uncomfortable lives, if we open up our hearts to him today, he comes in. Just like he was born in that stable, he'll come into our heart. He'll give us his supernatural peace. It says in Philippians 4, 7, that he gives us peace that passes all understanding. In other words, it doesn't make sense to be at peace when certain things might be happening around us. And isn't that so true of the days that we're living in? It doesn't make sense to be at peace. And so many people around us aren't at peace. And yet we can know his peace. This peace actually, it says in Philippians 4, 7, guards our heart and our mind. And what does a guard do? A guard protects, a guard shields, a guard says, no, you can't come in here. You can't come in here, anxiety. You can't come in here, worry. You can't come in here, fear. So brothers and sisters, God calls us to be his peace, to bring his peace. We are called to be ambassadors, actually, of his peace, of the Prince of Peace. It's actually our calling. It's actually your calling to bring that peace wherever you go. I shared this with the women at our final um, gathering a few Friday nights ago. In Matthew 5.14, it says, You are the light of the world. Believe it and know it, church, that you make a difference. You make an impact wherever you go. You have influence. So this Christmas, I want to encourage you to be Christmas by being and bringing God's peace. Amen. Holy Spirit, I thank you now for peace. We've been speaking about your peace. Lord, we're not here just to talk about peace. We're here to personally encounter the Prince and the Spirit of peace. So I declare in everyone's heart and mind here and online, peace be still. I speak to those storms. I speak to those circumstances. I speak to those unfavorable situations. Peace in your heart. Be still. And you see, it's not like everything around you might change immediately, but something has now changed in your heart because success, you see, progress begins from the inside out. Also, Proverbs 16 verse 7 says that when... Uh, a man or a woman's ways please the Lord. He even causes their enemies to be at peace with them. So, Father, I thank you for these miracles multiplied that you would do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all we could imagine or dream. In Jesus' name, amen. I also pray that there would be a fresh revelation of Jesus. And the outworking of the Spirit of God moving in your heart is not always necessarily through a prayer or a hand raised. They're good testimonies. We're not against those. 
But the true testimony of what has happened in the heart of an individual is demonstrated uh, through how they begin to now think, how they now begin to feel and behave from this moment on. So, Lord, I pray for a revelation of Jesus and everyone's heart and mind from this moment on in greater measure that the fruit would be evident, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.